1: where would you rather be on a monday evening paul sebastiani here with you on the overnight crowd of course via the sen app crystal clear through the sen app in your digital Radio dial. We're going up to 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. Of course, after midnight, we'll be joined by Vince Lochesano. A little bit of a racing rap as well. We'll chat footy and golf too on the other side of uh, of the hour mark. Of course, uh, we'll also be joined in the final hour by Chris Perkins, our man in the U.S. Uh, he is up and about. I'll tell you what, his St. Louis uh, City Soccer Club at the moment, they are flying in the uh, Major League Soccer. So uh, we'll have a chat to him about that. A uh, little bit of NFL off-season news, bit of baseball news to get through and some basketball News we need to chat about as well. Uh, we'll also hear from uh, from Adam Collins and uh, Burat Sundarason. Uh, the uh, day five wrap uh, will come up later in the hour, Mark. But uh, our cricket wrap uh, here uh, is going to be with uh, our man Jono Barduk from the Inner Sanctum, and he joins us on the line now to chat about what happened over in India and what's to come for the Aussies uh, looking forward into the uh, looking into the future. Jono, a very good evening to you, mate.
0: Glad to be with you, mate. And yes. Yeah, I suppose it's um, it fizzled out in the end, but it was a very, very entertaining series from
1: both sides. Yeah, as it was, and, and uh, look, I, I think we—it's funny how we we all, we had this discussion, and we're, we're always having this discussion about about the pitches that were thrown up throughout this test series as well. And then we got a pitch that just did absolutely nothing for the bowlers in in the final test. So it's been—we've had one extreme to the next in this series, haven't we?
0: Somewhere in India, there is a pitch that is um that is about a happy medium for um <laughs> for what you want. But I think I think what you're seeing is like you're either damned if you do, or you're damned if you don't. India, obviously, you want to you're playing in your own conditions. You want to prepare a pitch that is going to directly benefit you. And on the flip side, you want to create a sporting wicket that's going to see the game go the distance. I think New Zealand um, and the curators there have really um. Really, whereas they roll out these wickets, which um, they look like they're green numbers, so it's like exactly. you look at the you look at the square and you don't actually know which one is the pitch that they're playing on. So it looks all green, but it's actually a really, really good batting wicket. And I'm sure we'll touch on the epic finish across the di- across the ditch mm-hmm. a little bit later. But, but they, they produce wickets that can get you to the final day and can give you some extraordinary results. So somewhere for India. There is going to be that happy medium. Like, they've got a poor rating on the pitch in, in indoor. I'm sure they're probably going to get another um, poor rating or talking to from the ICC. From I uh, met a bad um, just now for this week. So it is a balancing act. But I, uh, all, all, you, all home cricket boards really care about is um, playing good test cricket at home and winning series as well, which is what India's done.
1: Mm, I think all the chatter about it via the. Via the airwaves and and via the cricketing public and cricketing fans as well, I think will, I think it'll be a message to to Indian cricket and the curators to say, guys, you you can't you can't dish up pitches like this again, and you can't doctor them in inverted commas the the way you have it. And, and I know Australia people say, oh, you know, you know, we do the same to suit our fast bowlers too, but but not not to the extent that we saw, I think, in in the first two tests. Uh, anyway in, in in that series so I mean what, what do you think needs to happen does there need to be some sort of reform does there need to be some sort of board or commission that goes into these type of into these type of series where we have a an overarching sort of body that determines you know what the measurements are with regards to the pitch and how it should play
0: i don't think you need to uh, have some form of um, um board or yeah. then what what will happen is you get the same pitches around everywhere i mean you look at every mm-hmm. every white ball um wicket in at the moment is um as flat as attack and it's an absolute Battle on try get as many runs runs as you can i think what makes cricket and particularly test cricket um, special is that every ground has its different characteristics and its historical characteristics. You know, the Wacker traditionally was the as paradise and mm-hmm. still is. Their CG traditionally turned square by the time it got to the fourth and fifth day. Not so much at the moment, but it still has those characteristics about it that it can take some turn. And you go to India, you know it's going to be a spinning wicket and, and a challenge. You know, same in Sri Lanka, same in um, Pakistan historically, even though they're... Going through a bit of a rough patch with their pictures at the moment all around the country pakistan so you don't need to have a reform because you do want different things to have you don't want all the pitches to be around the world to be all around the same. Like, yeah, you want to you have a sliding to um, the way that you want to play your cricket as a home cricketing board. But, again, you don't want to run the risk of overcooking the surface. We saw that at the Gabba. We saw that in Indore, and it absolutely backfired on India there as yeah, well because yeah. they made it. Made it impossible that their batters couldn't even score runs on it. So there, there is a, as I, as I said before, about a happy medium. There is a balance that is there to be struck. Um, of course, it is a little bit different where you've got um, the curators in India wearing the Team India track suits, which is um, maybe a bit, <laughs> may, maybe maybe a bit of a discussion there. But otherwise, I think it's important that we keep we keep. Up to the curators, and it's all, it's all, you, know, you see it every Australian summer, every every time before the test match, everyone wants to talk to the curator to get their yep. opinion on the type of track that they're prepared. And you know, credit to credit to the person in charge of the MCG, Matt Page, who's really turned that wicket around from what it was. And interesting little nugget for you, will you all remember that 1718 ball batter by Nash's test, which only yielded about. Um, 24 wickets, so I think this pitching indoor only, and that got a poor rating from the ICC, well this pitching indoor only got about 22 so 22 wickets falling across the 5 days so you can expect a similar rating but again somewhere there has to be that happy medium, happy balance and trying to find somewhere which is going to give us a sporting contest but again you have to be a very good cricket team to win overseas. And as has been the case for um, Indian travelling teams going to India for a long time, it is a hard place to win test matches and even harder place to win test series.
1: Yes, it is indeed. Very well said, Jono. Uh, we've got Jono Bardock on the line uh, from the Inner Sanctum. Uh, let's talk about... Let, let's move away from the pitches now. Let's talk about Australia's overall performance in this series, Jono. It, it started off... Pretty, pretty in, in pretty poor fashion. Let's uh, let's let's not cut. Let's cut to the chase. It was the first test was a shocker. The second test we had ourselves in potentially a winning position, position, and then just threw it away. Third test was fantastic. Fourth test we don't don't even have to focus on. Uh, what did you make of it all? Uh, are there more positives to take out of this series than negatives? I personally, I think there are. Uh, just because of the way we built into the series. And I think the narrative as well around Cameron Green and, and the coming of age of this young star all-rounder, uh, I think overall we can look back on this test series. And I know we lost, and that's not acceptable, of course, for Cricket Australia, but I think they'll look back on it and think, you know what, we actually gave it a decent crack and we've got some some great storylines and some great development out of younger players that we might not have had otherwise.
0: Yeah, I think... Overall, that's the line that will be taking and that's certainly been the sentiment post-game um, through, um, S, through, the, through some of the interviews on SEN which um, Marnus Lovershane and Steve Smith have said that they're taking the positives out of this series. I'm disappointed when you look back on it. Okay, the first test was a bit of a disaster, the way that they all just fell fell apart with them. The second test, as he rightfully said, Polo, in a winning position, in a a very strong position on the morning of the third day in Delhi, and then swept themselves off their feet in about half an hour. Third test, fantastic. to really take all that they had been over this um, World Test Championship cycle and the As you rightfully said, looking forward, Travis Head, minus Lubbershane, Cameron Green, Todd Murphy, they're four ticks already. They're going to be on the next Indian tour in 2027. So there's plenty now and then. But if you're looking for positives to take away and what Australia can put in place as some of their senior figures heading into the next time that they take stock and go over there, Um, there's already four really big ticks that they can take from this tour. And even the Indian coach, Raul Dravid, has praised the Australian spin attack led by Nathan Lyon, who's now the most successful um, um, non-Indian spinner in Indian conditions, um, overtaking Derek Underwood in this test match, which is remarkable. But for Todd Murphy to come in and bowl as well as he did as a 22-year-old and... (laughs) Matty Kuhneman, who wasn't even thought of to be on the tour at the beginning, to come in and play as he did over three Test matches. It's um, there's there's a lot of positives for Cricket Australia to take away. But they, as you said, they'll be rightfully kicking themselves for knowing that they had it in their hands to potentially walk away with a series victory, or even a even a or even a or a one-one, or a too, too. They had it in their hands and it was just half an hour of madness that really led mm. them to their fourth consecutive play to trophy series
1: defeat. Yeah, no, it's absolutely spot-on. I think out of it as well, away from the defeat, I think there has been a little bit of trust gained back with the selection process, I think, with regards to Cricket Australia and and the players they put forth across the four four tests in the series. So um, I think that's a big tick for them as well, and they'll be better prepared and battle-hardened for what's to come in 2023. Speaking of which... Uh, the uh, ICC Test Championship final was set up today. It was confirmed, uh, but before we go further into that, let's go into how it was confirmed. New Zealand and Sri Lanka, John, what a finish we had over in Antip. Enze- it was this was just one of the this was another great selling point for Test cricket as a format of the game. Uh, and and again, and I know I've kept on saying this over the last couple of weeks. This is this is why Test cricket for
0: mine is the number one. Number uh, one. It does have to prove itself. Yet it continually does, Paulo. That yeah. it is the A one. And there's something going on across the ditch there. Just a couple <laughs> of um, couple of Test matches. A few weeks ago, you had New Zealand winning a Test match by one by one run. And then a couple of weeks later, you've got New Zealand winning a Test match by two wickets with one ball remaining. It's Quite extraordinary on a rain affected last day, which was um, really annoying because there would have been eyes from India on Christchurch, seeing right how are New Zealand going to approach this Test match. And then once they got on, they looked at it fifty seven overs, two hundred and forty something runs. Let's look at it like it's a one day game, and they just went after a Kane Williamson. This class is one of the best batters of this generation. Notching his 27th 27th test tonne. There's been a lot of talk around the quality of this New Zealand side, obviously. They've lost Trent Bolt, who's... Who's opted not to have a centralised New contract? So he's unavailable for selection. Neil Wagner, their old warrior, comes out the bat with um, get a out of this polo. Comes out the bat with a ripped hamstring and a bulging disc in his back, and is sprinting out to the wicket and then sprinting through for that final single in the end to win the game. Um, just an absolute warrior for a New Zealand cricket. Is going to miss the next Test match. So they're they're a team in transition now, in New Zealand, but they're still capable of being mercurial. They're well led by Tim Southey and Kane Williamson as well, who's not the captain anymore, but still there showing his class, his class with, with the bats. So it's gonna be interesting and I'm very much looking forward for when Australia got us over there early next around February, March next year, they're finally Mm. going to get back over to New Zealand. They haven't been there since about 2015, Mm. 2016. So it's been a while, but they're they're, they're always a fantastic team to watch. And what what a test.
1: Yeah, it was a a phenomenal end to a phenomenal test. And uh, it now means that uh, India has sealed a spot in the World Test Championship final alongside Australia. And that will commence uh, on June 7 at the Oval, uh, John, how, how are you? I don't know. It's, it's, look, it's, it's a few months out, obviously, and we, we don't know what the squads are going to be. We've got a general idea of who's going to be there or abouts for, for both nations. But does or do the Lord conditions and the English conditions, I think the fact that we're on neutral territory, it has to favour Australia, does it not?
0: I think come down to who's healthy with Australia because yep. from now it goes into you've got players coming back for the Sheffield Shield final mm-hmm. Scott Boland I think arrives in Australia I think in the next um, 10 hours or something like that. is coming back to play for Victoria for their Shield game, um, this important Shield game over in Western Australia to see if they can mm-hmm. get into the Sheffield Shield final. You've got the question now of who's going to open the batting, will David Warner be there, will Khawaja be fit and ready to go after his injury. You've got some players staying in India for the one-day series. You'll have players going to India for the IPL as well. And then somewhere in between that, they're going to pick the Ashes squad where you're going to need a 10... Gonna take a guess when I'm going to say the World Test Championship squad will be the same squad as the Ashes squad. So there's got it's going to be an extended squad. There's going to be probably about 18 players, you know, all who could do the job. And there's some there's some spots there, and it's going to be a management process to get them through the six test matches. Obviously, all very very condensed. So that so that games at the start of June and about five days after that is the first Ashes test at um, Edgbaston. So it's going to be very, it's going to be load management just like the last Ashes series was in 2019 because also after the Ashes series, you go straight into a one-day World Cup in India. So Cricket never stops, Paolo. It's constantly going on. It's a packed schedule and everyone's flying all
1: over the place. Yes, they are indeed. Uh, that's the voice of Jono Bartok from the Inner Sanctum. Jono, we can uh, now wipe the uh, beads of sweat away from our uh, away from our foreheads. We've, uh, we'll take a little bit of a break from test cricket, but we've got this ODI series to uh, get stuck into, and we'll, we'll get stuck into that uh, just before we let you go. Now, the 16-man squad has been named for Australia, I'll just quickly go through it uh, in preparation for this uh, first ODI. So Pat Cummins has been announced as the captain. Sean Abbott, Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Cam Green, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Manas Labashane, Mitchell Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Joe Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, Davey Warner and Adam Zampa. Uh, How are you expecting this uh, little series uh, to go down? Because uh, let's not forget India and no slouches on the ODI scene either.
0: No, they're not, and they've got a couple of their batters who are in ripping for in this test match, Shubman Gill. I think he peeled off a double ton in their last series that they played in Virat Kohli's back-making, one-day centuries for fun. It, look, it remains to be seen whether or not Pat Cummins does return to India, and, of course, we send our best wishes and condolences to... The Cummins family and just unfortunately as well, Jai Richardson hasn't come up for the tour. He's got another hamstring injury which is really, really unfortunate for him. He just can't seem to get a fair runner at the moment. Nathan Ellis has come into the tour which I think is a very, very good selection and obviously everyone's probably going to lose a bit of interest now that the test matches are done but these are important games by the way. There got three matches now. You've got the World Cup in India in October November so they're important games. To try and get their combinations right. They're not, that, they're not too many one day matches between now and the World Cup. So it's about finding players that can do the job, obviously. They settled on Travis Head at the top of the order, um, replacing Aaron Finch in that mini one day series against England and Australia recently. So that's one question solved. Who's going to be the second spinner to partner, Adam Zampa? How many all-rounders do they go with? How how do they manage some of their players' loads? I can imagine that, if, that some players might not play this entire series as well. So it's always going to be an interesting watch. And as I said, there'll be there'll be an eye on them and they're important games.
1: They are indeed. Uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, this year of cricket, I think this is – this is probably, the, I think, the biggest year of cricket Australia has had in, in quite some time because, again, we've got this international test series, uh, the World Championship Test Series final that we need to get through. We've got an Asher series to get through, another another important ODI series in India for Australia as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully we'll get you to cover it uh, over the next couple of months as well here on Overnights. But, Jotto, I'm looking forward to it. We've got footy season to worry about as well in a couple of days. So uh, it's all happening, isn't it? Uh,
0: all happening. It's all happening. There's nervous excitement, um, but we can't wait to get back to the MCG, can't we?
1: No, not not at all. Not at all. It's going to be a packed crowd as well. But uh, Jono, thanks for joining us and uh, you and I will chat very soon, mate. It's much appreciated.